So picture this, you are finally an empty nester and you no longer have to clock into your daily grind. You get to be a crossing guard, a lunch lady, a bus driver. You get to spend your days working on your passions and your hobbies. No bosses to whom you must report, no staff to hold accountable, no morning rush hour, no conference calls, and no more painful team meetings. Imagine that. It sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Well, maybe for some and for still others, it may sound like a nightmare. And what would you do with all that time on your hands? Some retired folks I've talked to, they've said things like, I'm going to do as little as freaking possible. And others fear they might just get bored. And my guest today on today's episode is Lisa Vicoli, a former real estate agent and now a recently retired IT specialist for the Department of Defense. So today we get real about retirement strategies and goals, especially as it pertains to, you guessed it, real estate. So if you're closing in on retirement, you don't want to miss this episode. Lisa and I are going to share with you ways to keep things real with one reliable force for retirement change for the better. I also have a caller who's asking for some real world advice about whether or not he should sell his home and downsize now that he and his wife are both retired. So stay tuned for Real Talk with Big Red. Live from the Wildfire Podcasting Studios, it's the Real Talk with Big Red Show, where we keep it real with real estate agents and real-life buyers and sellers, lenders and landlords, vendors and investors, and anyone who's anyone that lives to inspire real success. I'm your host, Denise Petty. My friends call me Big Red, and this is your show, where people, places, and dreams come together. Real Talk Q&A phone lines are open now at 844-5-BIG-RED, and I'm here and ready to take your call. All right. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Denise Big Red. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. I just love having you here. Now, you and I have a nice history of friendship, and Mm -hmm. um, we've known each other for quite some time with some mutual friends. Yes. Uh huh. I'm so glad you're here. You're a former real estate agent turned IT specialist, now retired, Mm -hmm. and that was with uh, our trusty government department Department of defense Defense. all right so tell me um, now this was back in the 80s right oh my gosh this was way back when uh i believe i got my license in 1984 okay and way back you have to figure there was no internet yes so that means no zillow um quite a different uh, landscape nothing there was no social media Um, We got our listings uh, in these huge multiple listing books that came out pretty much weekly. Oh, and then you would have to do floor time. Oh, yes, yes. floor time. Do they still have floor time? Well, you know, some (laughs) brokerages do, but I guess it really kind of depends on what brokerage you're with and what their kind of guidelines are. Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm with a brokerage where a lot of us are working from home, especially given the pandemic. So we don't even have oh, that's office right. hours. Yes. Well, that's how we got our leads uh, yeah. by answering the call, the phone calls. Uh, people would like look in the local paper and find their listings. Maybe we're interested in looking at houses and they come to the office. We'd get put in, go in my car and we drive them around. How and about it? It lot was. Of- uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting back then. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it was very demanding. You didn't have the luxury you have today of giving your potential buyers and sellers listings so yes. they can check out ahead of time. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They have the uh, added advantage of being able to right. sort of do a precursory Correct. glance yeah. at the right. properties. And you prior- can kind of like... Save a lot of time. Scale back a lot of time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that was a side hustle for you, right? Because you had a full-time job. I I was actually moonlighting. And I wasn't fulfilled in my, at the the time of the position that I had. 
And a friend of mine said, why don't you try and get your real estate license? So I did. And I did it for about four or five years. Okay. I remember my first transaction uh, was a mortgage rate of 14%. Good Lord. <laughs> so way, yes, uh-huh, what? way back. Now, yeah. so obviously the market shifts. We get bear markets. We get bull markets. And mm-hmm. we have all kinds of changes in interest rates yeah. over diff- the course of the years. And, and there's quite an ebb and flow in this oh, business. Yeah. So, yeah. But 14%, that's quite a difference it was. between, uh, you know, now we're in the twos. Yeah. I and, know, yeah, crazy. But people still buy, don't they? They have to. It's insane. They have to, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So you're retired now, mm-hmm. officially. I want to talk to you a little bit about like what that's been like for you. Tell me, what what did retirement look like when you were still working in your head and then versus like the reality of oh, it now? Well, the reality is COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, prior to retiring, we had some trips planned. Mm-hmm. We canceled, we rescheduled, we canceled again. So that has put a wrench um, in travel plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most retirees look forward to traveling when they do retire. Right. So that's the reality. And you and your husband are both retired. We are both retired, yes. And yes. you have some, uh, you know, pensions, right? That we so do. You have, like, some reliable sources of income. We do, yeah. Except, you know... Did you think you were going to have like a twilight career at the end of it? Did you think, well, you know, when I really hang up my my hat, um, I, yeah. I'd like to kind of dabble in some other things. Are you thinking about real estate again? I am. I am. Right now, I'm enjoying my freedom. Yeah. I have to admit, I like doing what I want to do when I want mm-hmm. to do it. But I wouldn't mind. I, I actually was looking into maybe going back and getting my license. I was never licensed in New Jersey at the time. I was in, I was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I thought about it, yes. Yeah. And like, what were the things that you liked and disliked about real estate back in the day? And, um, you know, tell me what, what you look forward to and if you were to dabble in it again. Back, uh, well, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. But what I did not like at the time was it was being very demanding on my time. Mm -hmm. Plus you have to figure I was working a full-time job and you have to be available for your clients. If they want to look at the time at a listing at Saturday night at 7 p.m., you need to cancel your dinner plans and be available for your clients. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, yeah. that point, because, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm self-employed. I can set my own hours. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that, I mm-hmm. think, when you say, well, you know, here, my sister-in-law is a, a newly licensed agent. Well, in the last year and a half, she got her license. And it's nice because, you know, now you can set your hours. You can choose Except there was no predicting this current right. market right. and how intense the seller's market is and how many people, how many buyers are looking for houses and just how competitive that oh, is. Yeah. And you really don't have the luxury right. of taking your time right. because one of the things in real estate is time is of the essence. So when, whatever we do uh, with regard to drawing up contracts and mm-hmm. placing bids and getting mm-hmm. inspections and going into attorney review, it is of the essence. So mm-hmm. you think you've got time. And you might be doing this as a side hustle or co-career, as I call it, mm-hmm. um, and it can be a, a rude awakening. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, back in the day, I remember, uh, like, if you calculated how much time you put into one transaction. Oh, yes. And if you dedicated a lot of your time, and then you split that amount of hours to your hourly rate. Yes. You, we are worth <laughs> oh, our <yes>. commission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we worth that. We're worth so every true. penny. So true. So I just want to talk to you like, so this episode that we're talking about today is about retirement Mm -hmm. and really just about, um, you know, how can we embrace retirement with purpose and with strategy? How do we diversify like our investment portfolio, maybe with things such as real estate? And then, you know, 
what do these twilight careers look like? I know a friend of mine is considering getting his, uh, he wants to become a home inspector okay. because he's got yeah. so much um, yeah. experience with contracting mm-hmm. and, and doing uh, home repair. And he just thought it made sense as we are inching ever closer right. to that, to that goal yeah. to kind of dip that, his toe in the, in the mm-hmm. uh, inspection water, if you mm-hmm. will. And then, you know, you just think about what did you think it would look like versus what it is. And so did you and your husband, did you guys ever talk about like, what you would do with your housing situation or your investments or your real estate portfolio, oh, so to speak. Did you ever day. want to be landlords? Well, we were landlords at one time. Were we, you? we did have investment properties. Um, it's not for the weak. You yeah. either have great tenants or you have the tenants from hell. Yes. If I can say that. You absolutely can. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I don't think with at this stage of the game, we do not want to be landlords again. Yes. And I think we are happy just having one primary residence. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we are considering downsizing, mm-hmm. so that's a major issue. We discuss it all the time. Um, where do we go? We like right. to go somewhere warm. Do we want the big 2,600-square-foot house? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. In fact, yeah. we actually have a caller mm-hmm. uh, with a similar question. Hey, Big Red, Len here. I retired a few years ago, and my wife recently retired. We've been talking a lot about potentially selling our four-bedroom home since we don't need that kind of space anymore. The taxes are around 9000 a year, and the home is getting older, so we are not looking forward to maintenance and upgrade costs. The home is almost paid off, but the market is hot right now, so my questions are, what do you recommend for retired people like us? Should we sell now and downsize to a smaller home or condo? Would it be better to buy into an adult community? What about renting? Is that a cost-effective strategy? What is your advice to people in our situation? Boy, what great wow. questions. Yeah. I mean, really, thank you, Len, for that call. That not that what we're talking about today? So Yes. I don't I mean, I there's so much to consider when you think about uh retiring as a distant goal, maybe even a not so distant goal, you have all these ideas and then mm-hmm. a pandemic hits mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, wait a minute, I, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, it's, a, it's a really intense time right now to not only list a house, but also mm-hmm. buy a house mm-hmm. and you're going to go up against a lot of competition. Sure. So you think, where is my money best spent? Mm-hmm. And this is a great inquiry, I feel. Um, no, you don't need that space anymore. There's no, there's no reason to hang on to a four bedroom home, especially in this market when you can actually command a premium for, uh, cashing out. I mean, really, if it's almost paid off, Len, you have this amazing opportunity to take that equity out of this home that you're in and you can have multiple offers, a really great situation that's going to command, um, a, a really solid yeah. financial position for you to close with. And then you take that equity and you roll that into either a condominium or, um, you know, a smaller, like one floor ranch. And then here you've got, you know, a house that's paid for no more mortgage. And you're that's, basically paying yourself a salary at that point because right. that payment's right out the door. Right. So you can now refocus your budget um, and the money that you're saving on that in uh, m- monthly payment amount and then roll that right into investments. Yeah. 
it's a solid solid position what are your thoughts i think if you're a, a home seller in today's market you are in the driver's seat absolutely absolutely yeah i 100%. know 100 yeah. percent. you know i also have a thought i mean a lot of people are going into real estate investing it's someone that has a high risk tolerance mm-hmm. um i think it's really curious what can be done so mm-hmm. Not everybody is cut out to be a landlord, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everybody wants that for themselves. Right. So when you think about, um, you know, like a duplex, mm-hmm. they call this like house hacking, mm-hmm. where you can live in one side, sure, rent, the rent other. out the other. Yeah. And then, I mean, especially if you're taking the equity out of a mm-hmm. out of a home sale and rolling that into the purchase of a duplex, if you have the stomach for it, if you mm-hmm. have the tolerance to be a landlord, you have potentially a really great scenario in front of you mm-hmm. where you are really maximizing your budgetary um, position and and your tenant is paying. Your mortgage. Your mor- <laughs> yeah, or not even. You don't even have one. It's all gravy. Oh, you're yes. gonna, I mean, you're going to have expenses. Sure. And there is an amazing resource called Bigger Pockets. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, I have not. There's a bigger podcast, a bigger pockets podcast, and there's a biggerpockets.com website uh, with amazing resources and tools and calculators. Okay. Uh, so for anybody who is maybe looking to like mm-hmm. dig into real estate investing during retirement to help to offset some of those um, cost of living, right? Um, it would be a really, really good resource for you to look into. Big pockets. Bigger pockets. Bigger pockets. Biggerpockets.com. Bigger pockets. Yeah, but I think that's, uh, I'm trying to think. Now, the other thing, renting, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to overlook that. Right. I would say renting is a viable option, especially now, if you are looking to unload the home. Mm -hmm. If you don't want the headache of homeownership. You don't want the headaches. Yeah. And Len had said on his call that he wasn't looking forward to the cost of repairs and upkeep. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think renting's great. Um, a friend of mine calls it. Uh, he has a certain philosophy around renting. Um, he called this is very uncouth, but he calls it the "fix it, bitch" philosophy, oh. where he says <laughs> <laughs> he'll say to his landlord, "Listen, fix it. I am going to the beach, or fix it. I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to go out, and you know, I'm going to take a weekend yeah. while you mm-hmm. fix the roof and the mm-hmm. and the windows." Yeah, and. There's something to be said for that, because when you don't have all that overhead for, you know, at the, at the end of the day, when you've got a house that's maybe 20, 25, 26 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. at that point, you've got the wear and tear. It's going to need a new roof soon, sure. new mm-hmm. windows. Yes. Uh, you know, it's considered old at that it's point. It's considered old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to mention all the things you got to do, maybe upgrading the kitchen to modern standards. Mm-hmm. Appliances. Floors. Heater, air conditioning. HVAC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got a lot to consider. Maybe the driveway and the sidewalks need some attention. Yeah. Um, Landscaping to increase curb appeal. I mean, it starts adding up. Where do I rent? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot to consider. So the renting, I would say on a short term basis, because not only does it put you in a more flexible position um, to buy your next property, Mm -hmm. because now you're non-contingent. Correct. So yes, you can take your time. There's yeah. a lot of options there. Yeah. And so short term, I'd say three to five years. For rentals? For a rental. Mm-hmm. Long term, I mean, I think at this point, like if you're spending on average, I think an average rental in the state of New Jersey for like a two, three bedroom, two bath, 
it's probably going to be upwards of 1800 a month. Mm-hmm. And that's for a pretty average place. Yeah. You know, if you like your standards a little better, like a little increased, mm-hmm. if you, if you have a higher, um, you know, if, if there's certain things about location and certain things about view and accessibility, convenience, things like that, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. And if you do that over the course of two, three, five years, it's not too terrible, especially if you've got savings, you've got your, mm-hmm. a lot of your, um, you know, your emergency fund fully mm-hmm. funded, you've got investments and it's not really that much, you know, you've got your down payment on your next mm-hmm. place. If, if all of that is liquid, then renting's not too terrible. Where it starts to get a little dicey, I think, is for people who rent for 10, 15, oh. 18, 20 years. And mm-hmm. that that rental income multiplied over mm-hmm. 12 months, 10 years, 20 years, that is... That's a purchase that's of your house. average. <laughs> that's your average home price in the state right. of New Jersey. Right. So right. it's, you know, I would say tread lightly there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, rental is not the worst thing in the world. So 55 and older community. What do you what do you think? Well, what do you, you say know, to Len for that? Well, you know, it's funny. We I actually uh, toured a couple of 55 and older communities uh, back in the uh, fall in Florida because that's something my husband and I had were, were considering. Um, the pros, uh, beautiful homes, everything self-contained, mm-hmm. activities. However, I felt like uh, it was very homogenous because it's all old people. Mm. And I, I don't consider myself old yet. Right. <laughs> maybe I've got to, a ways to maybe go. Maybe I need to look in the younger, younger <laughs> section. Um, and I felt like um, the couple that we had looked at, uh, the people were very nice, the tenants, or I should say the residents that were there. But I felt like we we would be eventually living in a fishbowl because mm. they were like they swarmed, oh, the new people on the block. And oh, right. can I see uh, how your window treatments look like and that type of thing, yeah. like a little too intrusive. Interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's an aspect of of that avenue that I don't think a lot of people consider. Yeah. And I I didn't even realize it until we actually toured a couple of them. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, I don't know. I think I would like it for about the first year. Hmm. And then I think it would probably get too, mm, too intrusive. Too intrusive. Yeah. Is the uh, privacy the matter? Yeah. I I mean, I have a couple relatives that live in the 55 and older communities and they love it because, you know, they, well, pre-COVID, they made mm-hmm. use of things like the clubhouse. Sure. We would have like baptisms and you yeah. know, graduation parties, birthday yeah. parties, things like that. It was really nice because you have access to the, some of those amenities. They have a walking path, which mm-hmm. is really nice. It's safe. Yeah, they're great. It's There's great. a lot of great, you know, a lot of activities. They You're hold, never bored. Yeah, and I think they generally hold their value depending mm-hmm. on where they are. And I think, um, you know, it's nice to have, it's nice to have that like-minded social mm-hmm. um that social interaction. And I'll give you another example. My sister-in-law's parents, they were one of the first ones to move into their 55 and over okay. community in uh, Florida. Okay. And all of them, them and all their neighbors, they were all the same age. They were all in their mid-50s, mid, mid to high 50s. Okay. And then they've all grown old together. Oh, and they've, so nice. they've done it yeah. together and they've enjoyed each other. And now some of them have as they've gotten older and maybe passed on they've they've kind of linked up with each other and they they found other partners (laughs) it has some fringe benefits except uh you know now it's 
been 20 plus years. And so now they're in the high 70s or or early 80s. And now we're starting to see a whole new flux, a whole new influx of the Mm 50-somethings now taking over those properties Mm -hmm. again. So it's skewing back to the young, and they'll all grow old. Like So it it tends to have these patterns, and we see this in regular Mm -hmm. neighborhoods as well. Oh, sure. Sure. Like the neighborhood I live in now, when we first moved, all the children were the same age mm-hmm. and we all grew up together. And then it was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. But now it's it's time to pass the baton and pass the, the younger people are moving in now, which is great. Yeah. And uh, the neighborhood is, you know, it's turning changing. over a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lisa, you and I have been chatting today about you possibly getting back mm-hmm. into real estate. So super exciting. And I will say that for you and for anybody listening, I just want to make you aware that my agency, which is Keller Williams, we regularly host these career information nights. And since COVID has been happening, these things have gone virtual instead of in person. Uh, And we've been doing them over Zoom. So my market center, which is in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, uh, we are hosting a virtual career night the first Monday in February at six o'clock. Okay. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to the flyer. And if you live on or near the island and you happen to be interested in attending, even if you don't live near LBI and you're just curious, you know, just click on the link to register in the episode notes or just feel free to reach out to me for some more information on a career night in a market center near you. And Lisa, just for being my special co-host and my guest (laughs) on today's show, I'm going to share with you and for all of our listeners today, my free guide, Seven Steps on Becoming a Rockstar Realtor. Okay. Yes. I love it. I have one here in the studio for you that I'll hand you. And the rest of you uh, that are aspiring realtors out there, just head on over to denisepetty.com forward slash rock to download your free guide today. Real Talk with Big Red is brought to you by our sponsor, Red Feather Staging, where creativity and profitability connect. If you're an agent looking to list a home or if you're a homeowner looking to sell a home, Red Feather Staging is the premier provider for setting your home sale up for success. Red Feather Staging partners with you to showcase your home or your client's home in the best light possible for better photos, better showings, and better profit margins. After all, when rooms look good, homes sell well. So call Red Feather Staging today at 609-760-4334. That's 609-760-4334. Or visit redfeatherstaging.com to book your appointment today. All right. So now for our market analysis segment, do homes in 55 plus communities hold their value? Now, that is an inquiry that Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, we've addressed today and Mm -hmm. also our caller, Len, addressed I ran a report uh, in my uh, multiple listing service. I just drew a blank. The multiple listing service, the MLS, as we call it, on these statistics over the last 10 years. So I pulled a graph and a chart, and I'm going to drop this in um, the notes as well. If you want to head over to my website and go to the podcast page, you'll see um, this episode and the notes and this chart graph. And I mean, I have a couple of them actually. So interestingly, you can, over the last, from, I guess it goes from about 2010 to 2020 ish, 2011 to 2021, because we're only in January, it's doesn't, there's no real stats for 21 yet, but I'm noticing this trend in 55 and over communities that it generally holds its value. So 
the average sales price is anywhere from about 150 to about 275 or two well probably more like 225 245 something like that and it does gradually increase now i pulled these stats for new jersey in the counties that i do most of my work but just because that's where a lot of my listeners are so i pulled burlington county camden county and ocean county and ocean county does skew it slightly um but generally speaking a 55 and over community is a good bet because it does not lose value okay so we did notice the number of listings fluctuates uh, from one year to the next. So we might see in, for example, 2011, we saw about probably about 1,400 listings in the MLS that year mm-hmm. in the 55 and over realm. But then in 2012, it jumped up to almost 2,000. It was probably, it probably jumped up about, wow, it's a big jump. About 1,000 more listings in mm-hmm. 2012. In 2013, it decreased slightly, 2014 decreased slightly slightly but then in 15 and 16 it went right back up to that 2012 peak and all the while the home values are increasing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so we're not really seeing any significant dips there so i think um i think a 55 and over community is is not a bad investment now you contrast that with say a duplex we talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about your risk tolerance and your tolerance for um being a landlord in your Mm -hmm. retirement years a lot to think about you got to think about Mm -hmm. uh you know your expenses you got to think about your overhead your maintenance costs and if you are trying to get out of all that right um even if a duplex is going to you know have roi in the end um this graph is telling now this is the second graph in my market analysis though this shows the same span of time 2010 to 2020 and how the average sales price it's uh it's like a lightning bolt it it goes all over the place so whereas we may have started somewhere in the average uh list price the sales price in like the 325 range Mm -hmm. over the course of two three years it dips down to 250 interesting and then it spikes back up to the original position, and then it plummets. So right around 2016, it plummets down almost $125,000 mm. for duplexes in Ocean County, Burlington County, and okay. Camden County. So it's just showing you that, and the and the number of listings stays relatively the same. Um, somewhere hovering around that, like 400 duplexes listed per year in this yeah. time span. But then it jumps up in 2017 to around 250, levels out a bit, decreases slightly in 2016. And then now in 2020, duplexes, people are taking advantage of those low interest rates. Oh, yeah. And great investment. Being a landlord because there's Mm -hmm. so many buyers and not enough houses to buy that people are forced to rent. Mm -hmm. So these duplexes have become an incredible hack. And so we see now in 2020, it went from an average list price of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It spiked up to nearly four hundred. It's probably around three seventy-five wow. for a Big duplex yeah. in those three counties. And yeah. so, people are noticing <laughs> that you know the market trends differently, and it and it kind of um, it responds differently to different conditions. And maybe if you are risk averse as a retiree, mm. you might not feel that a duplex is the right 
the right means to capitalize mm-hmm. on, you know, some savings. It might right. be better cash out, take that equity, mm-hmm. put it right into your 55 and over community and just live out, live out your days comfortably. Sound, that sounds good to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's got a little more, uh, maybe some skin in the game, if you will, like they, might, they might go another route. Now, the third one is a condo. So one thing that I did was I worked with one of my uh, buyers on selling a townhome, and it was a three-bedroom, two-bath, two-and-a-half-bath townhome, mm-hmm. and they downsized to a condo, two-bedroom, okay. two-bath condo in the same neighborhood. Um, that was in Mount Laurel. And they said, I don't want to go to a 55 and over community. I want to see all the young kids riding their bikes. Right. I want to see, I don't want to mm-hmm. live in the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. I want to do, uh, I want to see these young families growing up and I want to mm-hmm. see them walking at, you know, walking their dogs and running around playing softball and baseball yeah. and tennis. Um, so they opted for the condo, condo route. Now I pulled a chart for that as well. And we're seeing a very similar map to the 55 and over community. It, it's uh, now condominium is a different interest, a different ownership interest, as you may recall from real estate school, sure. Lisa. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that aside, we are looking um, again right around that. Probably list price is going to be right around one seventy five to about two hundred, and we're seeing over the last ten years it just trends up. Oh yeah, so not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. All right, and for anybody that wants a little bit of additional reading around this topic. I do have a couple resources that you can look into. Uh, two of them are on the Bigger Pockets website. And if you want to really become a real estate investor, you might be interested in checking out and becoming a subscriber to the Bigger Podcast website. You can, um, you know, you, you, it's like a uh, meeting ground for like-minded investors, real estate investors. So all kinds of discussion boards, all kinds of blog articles and uh, topics that for people that really get their kicks out of real estate investing. Uh, one of the questions that I looked up that I'll put in the episode notes is about whether or not, um, you know, living on one side of a duplex is in fact a deal. And they break down some of the mathematical formulas that um, talk about that. So if you're interested in something like that, check it out. Also, you know, how to analyze that. You know, there's tools on this website, biggerpockets.com, that tell you if uh, a duplex is actually worth your investment. Again, uh, different discussion topics and uh, forums for people like you and me that are just out there talking about it. And uh, really good insights there. Um, another episode that I put, a, uh, excuse me, another <laughs> link I put in here in the episode notes is this website called thebalance.com. And um, is real estate a good investment for retirement? Um, and it does come down to, you know, having the right set of knowledge, the right set of skills, uh, boosting that, polishing that, and just developing your intuition as an investor, as a real estate investor, it does take some guts and it takes, uh, you know, some, some wit. (laughs) So, uh, to flip a place and things like that, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. That link is real estate, a good investment for retirement, uh, in the episode notes. Well, that does it for this episode of Real Talk with Big Red. Thank you for tuning in. It was great to spend some time with you. Big thanks to our listeners, to our in-studio guest and our co-host, Lisa McCauley. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. And I just want to thank our caller, Len, our sponsor, Red Feather Staging, and of course, to our producer, Taylor Kardatis. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe. And if any of you listening have a question for the Big Red Podcast... Feel free to give me a shout on my dedicated call-in line, and that number is 
1-844-5-BIG-RED and record your question directly through the phone or computer. You can also just visit denisepetty.com forward slash podcast and record it right there on the website. Also, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to go ahead and leave a review. And this way, more people who love real estate will be able to find the show. And remember, if you or someone you know is interested in a career in real estate, or if you just have a question in general about the show, the industry, investing, flipping, renting, buying, selling, do me a favor and connect with me on Instagram at Denise Petty and ask away. Be sure to visit my website at denisepetty.com to find all the show notes for this episode and past episodes, plus all the featured listings of your dreams.